Welcome back, everybody. Um, I want to um, start this segment by introducing uh, my very dear friend, uh, Kristen Schroeder. And uh, before we bring her on, uh, let me just read her bio so that I don't uh, inadvertently miss anything. Uh, so, born and raised in the uh, panhandle of Texas, uh, Kristen Schroeder is a producer and designer for Moving Works, a filmmaking ministry based in Austin, Texas. Uh, while she initially pursued a career in public accounting after, her, um, after graduating from Texas A&M uh, University, uh, Kristen's journey has taken many drastic turns and led her to where she is today. Uh, using her creative giftings and cinematic passions to share the incredible hope of Jesus. Uh, when she's not pro producing or designing something, you'll find Kristen serving in her local church, uh, playing volleyball with friends, and visiting all the local coffee shops Austin has to offer. And with that, Kristen, welcome to Daily Rhythms. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, Victor. All right, all right. Well, Kristen, uh, you and I met in 2016, and mm -hmm. I, I did check the documentation on that because I <laughs> kept a journal uh, during that time. Um, mm -hmm. And so we met when you began serving on the prayer team. Tell me a little bit about um, how you got connected with the prayer team. Let's start there. Yeah, so I think that I had just moved to Austin, honestly, not, uh, I, yeah, around 2016, and um, I had just started coming to the Austin Stone, actually, and I was looking for a place to serve. I had been pretty busy serving uh, full-time at a previous church plan I was at in Boston, and, and so, honestly, I was like, I need something that I can just kind of, you know, join that's not <laughs> maybe uh, too complicated, something that seems... Uh, like, yeah, something I would just really enjoy doing and um, that didn't act, require me to get crazy involved at the time. But I saw that the prayer team, that Austin Stone had a prayer team and I was like, oh, I like praying. Let me do that. And uh, honestly, I, I don't think I realized what a blessing, like how much of a blessing that prayer team yeah. would have been to me. Um, and so I, I just, I mean, I kind of hopped on pretty quickly once I uh, joined the church and and then I got to meet you and meet so many other wonderful people through that team. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I recall during that time, I, I did not remember your last name. So you were just Kristen. You were like a one-name <laughs> icon, like yeah. Madonna, Cher. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to be associated. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I was very blessed uh, to have Kristen on the team. I mean, she was like my right arm. Uh, basically got to depend on her uh, very much and so really appreciated her contribution to, to the team. Mm. Um, so in this uh, episode, we're talking about, in this series rather, we're talking about the power of praying in community. Mm. Um, first of all, do you feel that's true and, and what does that look like for you? Yeah, I, I absolutely believe that's true. Uh, you know, I think um, praying in community has been one of the biggest ways that God has actually shaped me and encouraged me. Uh, you know, even what it has previously looked like for me was, was being a part of the prayer team and, you know, going on Sunday mornings and just joining with the people of God to, to come before him, to ask him to do mighty things. And just to remember, 
who he is and the hope that he offers. And, you know, I think that that's something that has also played a lot into what even what I do at Moving Works here in Austin, our team just has a recognition that we need God so much. And uh, we pray, we pray a lot um, as a team, you know, in the mornings we have time devoted to prayer and worship and before meetings we'll pray. And I, you know, I, I know that I uh, need other people in my life uh, to, to tell me, things about God that I'm forgetting myself. And I think prayer is one of the biggest ways that that happens. And mm. um, I was actually reading in, we were reading in Hebrews this morning and just talking about, you know, being able to approach God with this confidence that we have through Jesus. But I loved later too, it talks about, you know, uh, let us hold fast to our confession. Let us consider how to stir one another up towards love and good works, not neglecting to meet together but encouraging one another. And so all these things, I'm like, wow, prayer actually is a part of doing that in, in the lives of, of uh, the family of God. Like as we pray in community, um, I think God meets us there in such a powerful way because uh, we're, we're getting to be reminded of who he is, what, what other people are going through, how they're experiencing the Lord and, and getting to ask him together to do mighty things and see that come about. And it builds our faith and it encourages us, you know, as the day approaches. And so I'm a big fan of praying in community and I'm just seeing the fruit of it in my life over yeah, and over yeah. again. Yeah. And, and, you know, during that time, I was always concerned about the numbers because the mm-hmm. numbers were not always, you know, that tremendous. And as a ministry leader, I mean, you kind of get bogged down in that. Yeah. But, um, I think that the fact that we were a small ministry made it even more powerful. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too, because we also were able to be intimate in a way of just knowing what struggles everyone was going yeah. through, you know, yeah. praying for one another, not only praying for the church, praying for our leaders, but praying for one another. And mm-hmm. uh, there's something really potent about, uh, knowing what's going on in someone's life, yet hearing their heart cry out to God um, mm. and how much that can impact you and vice versa, you know, how your your own cries and your longings can yeah. can speak to someone else. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a movement of the Holy Spirit in that, that little room mm-hmm. uh, that we used to meet in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, our small group um, meets in that room. And, you know, no. it's always, it's, yeah, it's always kind of, a you know, it's so surreal. I'm like, yeah. Oh my goodness! You know, mm-hmm. back here, you know, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was incredible. Yes. Um, do you have any um, any memories of specific prayers answered, uh, either either on the prayer team or uh, in your work with Moving Works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to think about it now, but honestly, just praying for um, leaders and, and praying for even just that our church would continue to, to long for God, to like long for his mm-hmm. word and, and do things in us that we can't do in ourselves. Like, honestly, I think some of those prayers that we prayed years ago are continuing to be answered. Um, yeah. like even as our church is about to go into this season, you know, this intentional season of, of pursuing, uh, pursuing God and just asking him to revive our love. Like, I have no doubt that some of the prayers that we prayed many years ago in that room are like 
being answered and, and even in the season, even, you know, for COVID and everything that's happened with that. And yeah. so um, in, in some ways, I, I don't remember maybe a lot of specific answers. I mean, well, I guess I do remember even just praying for specific people in hard times that they would be encouraged or that certain yeah. outcomes would happen. Like I can't go into this with this person's story, but I do remember God just answering in that way. Um, mm. But I think that one of the biggest things that he answered in that time was just a heart that would like be encouraged and, and remember who he is. And every time I left yeah. that room from prayer team, like that's what he did during that time, you know? So I would even go into service just with my heart almost swelling out of like adoration for God. Um, yeah. So I think that he answered that for me. And, and as far as moving works go, um, I mean, we have, there's a ton of prayers that we continue to see God answer, whether that's specifically to our, you know, our needs as a ministry, what, um, where we're going to go film, uh, providing stories that we're going to go film. I hope that's not losing anybody on the context of what we do since we're a film no. ministry, but, um, but even just that he would continue to guide our ministry and not make it about us, but exalt Jesus. Like time and time again, I've seen him work out things in our ministry where, uh, he's, he's either brought hardship or he's brought, um, you know, uh, tension or he's brought something that was not of our own doing to just remind us, man, this is like, I want you guys to just worship me and exalt Jesus. And I can, I mean, I could talk for hours, honestly, about all the ways that he's done that, but it really, uh, strengthens us as a team, um, in, in community and in, in prayer in that way. But I, I do want to say too, that we are in a season as well of, of crying out and praying and waiting on God. And it can get really hard to do that. But, mm. but I think that's also the importance of praying in community is because we're, we're waiting together and we're continuing to come to God together and yeah. we're continuing to, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith together. And so the waiting can be endured better, uh, through that community and through that, like, uh, specifically community of prayer. Um, mm -hmm. so that doesn't, it doesn't mean that, you know, God is always answering our prayers as we want, but there is um, an ability to wait on him and uh, let our hearts sink into the truth of him again as we wait. Yeah. 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 I remember um, I, I, um, I had Crystal Wilkins on the show mm -hmm. and she was talking about um, when she went overseas um, to be one of our goers and just the palpable time um, that that we uh, that we had praying over her, mm. um, just in that room, and just you know feeling the the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. um, just enabling her to go forth and do ministry, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you know she she even admitted that you know she had some fears about that, and mm. just how those were released. Yes. You know, when, as we prayed over her. So that, that's, that's one of my favorite memories. Um, yeah, to that's see, awesome. You know, somebody come back and, and, and share that and say, hey, you know, you guys, uh, not, not you guys, but, you know, mm -hmm. the Lord really worked through you. Yeah. You know, in, in, that, oh, yeah. in those prayers. And so that was, that was a favorite memory of mine. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember when I was the first, when I was first approached about leading the prayer team, um, 
I, you know, I was, I was reluctant because I was like, here's, here's the thing. I was talking to one of the elders. I said, I am not a small group person. Okay. I, I just don't do small groups. Yeah. I run from small groups. <laughs> like, well, we're in a situation that we're going to break up in the groups. I'm like, you know what? I got to go. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not a people person. I mean, yeah. I'm just, you know, but it's what, what I found out is that you can, you can pretty much adjust to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. we have this idea that God always uses us according to our gifts and our abilities, and he does some of that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he uses us, you know, even in our inabilities. I mean, yeah. I think about Moses. Yep. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, and as a, as a blind person, I mean, I, you know, you, we learn to adjust to, to anything because we have mm-hmm. to, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I use some of that. And, yeah. And so I think that was. That was, that was a really powerful time for me. So. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. just appreciated your leadership and your intentionality and, you know, and your faithfulness in that time too, you know, because sometimes yeah. that, that might seem very small or, or not important, but it's, it's, it was so helpful, <laughs> so helpful yeah. that you were intentional and passionate. And that just made me and others, uh, I think, intentional yeah. and passionate as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man, well it's, yeah. it's been great catching up with you, uh, yes, Kristen. Thank you. thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Um, anything else you 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 want to add before we close out? You know, I, I just want to say too that it's been. I mean, even this time and reflecting on prayer and community, it's just once again been like an encouraging, hopeful thing to me to realize what how how beautiful of a, a gift God has given us in community and in like coming and drawing near to him in community. And, you know, I think that uh, even our church is going to have some opportunities to do that in the next few weeks. And I'm excited about that. Uh, And I just, I hope that that continues to be something that we don't neglect as a people of God, but that we actually want to participate in and find like life and joy in. And so thank you for just, having me on to get to talk about it and remind me again, like oh, what a gift that God has given us and let's continue to press into, into that yeah. gift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you were one of the first people I thought of mm-hmm. as I was putting this together um, because I, you know, I wanted to, to bring people on that, that would just really be able to speak into uh, the power of this um, mm-hmm. whole communal prayer thing. So thank you so yeah. much for, for being here and for making yourself available. Oh, thank you, Victor. It was a pleasure. All right. Mm -hmm. All right, well, guys, um, this is it for this segment. Stay tuned for the next segment when we'll have someone else on. Not sure who that will be, but uh, I'm sure (laughs) you will be blessed uh, by this person. Anyway, thank you so much, and God's blessings to you all. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to Daily Rhythms today. Uh, This is actually uh, part two of um, the series that we've been going through this month on uh, the power of praying in community. And so we've invited some folks uh, here on the program uh, to talk about that and their experiences uh, with that. And so uh, with that in mind, um, let's start with prayer. Father, thank you so much uh, for this time uh, that you've given us, the space that you've given us um, 
to talk about um, something that you care deeply about and something that we care deeply about, and that is connecting with you in prayer. And just about the strength of connecting um, with other uh, Christians in community. And so we are so thankful that you have given us that. Uh, We just pray um, that our conversation today will lift you up and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... um, Today, I have invited a very special guest to the show, Megan Legband, and uh, let me just uh, tell you a little bit about our guest before I bring her on. Um, So, um, let's see here. Okay, Megan is an attorney in Dallas, Texas. Uh, While in law school at the University of Texas, she attended the Austin Stone Community Church and was a member of the St. John's campus prayer team. She is passionate about seeking justice for the marginalized, not only by interactive work within communities, but also also, um, by intercessory prayer. Uh, She believes God delights to respond to our requests by changing lives, communities, and systems for his glory. Um, And so just a word to our audience, you are not hearing double. Um, The first segment of the series, I I interviewed another Megan. Uh, That might be a podcast um, uh, first, having two guests with the same name. Um, But this is Megan Legband, the one and only Megan Legband. And so uh, welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you, Victor. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, um, your your bio has actually provided a good uh, outline for the interview today, and so less work I have to do. So thank you for that. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I want to I want to take you back to you mentioned in your bio uh, the prayer team. So mm-hmm. how did you how did you con- get connected with the St. John prayer team? How did that happen? Yeah. Um... Well, I joined St. John's pretty soon after moving to Austin uh, because I wanted to get involved in a church as soon as possible. Um, and I strongly believe that, you know, when I join a church, I also want to serve, um, you know, as soon as possible as well. Um, but my law school um, calendar made, you know, service with long periods of time sort of difficult um, and so I saw this prayer team um, was like an option uh, for service. And I was like, that sounds cool. Like in my mind, it was like praying with people at the end of a service. Um, and I uh, was just interested in that. And so I joined, but then I figured out that it's not that. It's actually, um, we got to get together, um, you know, in a group, like just in a room and just pray for the church. And that was actually even more exciting to me. Um, so yeah, I reached out to Victor who was leading it at the time and, um, got plugged in and was there for three years and it was awesome. And I just so loved it. So that's how I got there. Mm. And you were such a blessing uh, to the team. Uh, and so, yeah, you did reach out to me and I, and I, I confess this, uh, you, you heard it first here. This is my confession. 
Uh, not that I don't have other weaknesses, but this is probably one of them. Uh, so sometimes when I read the things and I'm in the midst of doing other things, I don't always process uh, mm -hmm. all of what I read. So I read the name Megan on the uh, interest form that she submitted. That it was it was forwarded to me by one of our residents. And I read the name Megan, and I thought, well, he must be mistaken because we already have a Megan on the team. <laughs> So I, I pretty much just ignored the email. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Megan? Uh, and, but the next day, I happened to look at it again. I was like, oh, the last name is different. So he does know what he's talking about. I got so yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so I met Megan and was just very, um, very blessed by her. Uh, just involvement on the team, her passion for prayer and passion for people and passion for seeing God do some miraculous life change. So I really appreciated that. Um, you mentioned law school, and, and I'm sure that law school is pretty rigorous. I've never been to law school. Um, don't have any plans to do that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it can be pretty rigorous, and yet you found time to to join the prayer team. So explain that how did yeah. you put that in <laughs> well the timing was actually great for me because it was 8 a.m on a on a sunday and i was like i'm not doing anything i'm never gonna do any schoolwork at 8 a.m on a sunday that's just yeah that's a boundary i'm keeping <laughs> so it's true law school is is highly rigorous and uh, you know 80 90 percent of my time was taken up with different things involved with that and um, and so but I just felt like I really wanted. I just church has just been important to me for a long time and engaging with the community, um, particularly because like people weren't in law school, you know, like at that time, like I had law school friends who went there, but it was like, that was not the focus. And so it was really um, not only a high value of mine uh, to make the time, but also was really life-giving to me because I could step away from the really intensive environment um, uh. and, you know, just be with people who, who didn't know what life was like for me. And like, that was really refreshing because, um, you know, our environments can be so all encompassing. It's just really great to be able to get out and be like, yes, people live differently. And I love hearing about that and learning about them. And, um, just remembering that like that intensive season was not the only thing that existed. Um, yeah. so that was helpful for me. Uh. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also in your bio, uh, you mentioned um, about being passionate about seeing lives changed and communities changed. And I don't know if you remember this, but um, I remember sitting in a meeting with you uh, Sunday morning when we weren't doing prayer team and asking you to kind of lead us in prayer for something I know that you are very passionate about, and that is uh, sex trafficking. And I remember, um, and, you know, I could just hear the passion in your voice. I mean, even before we had that meeting. So I, you know, the Lord just kind of led me to to talk to you about doing that. Uh, so do you, do you remember uh, leading that, that prayer session for us? I think so, yes. Okay. I don't remember what I said, yeah. but I remember that it happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, interesting you should say that because when I was interviewing the other Megan, uh, she, I, I was, First of all, my wife says that I have have a really great memory, but the, mm -hmm. the, you know, sometimes it doesn't serve me all that well because Megan, 
you know, I would say, do you remember this? She's like, I actually don't remember that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, so I don't know, you know, if I need to edit that or watch out. <laughs> but uh, the point is, you did. I remember it, mm-hmm. so it happened. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I know that that's something you're very pra- passionate about. Um, so, yeah, I remember us praying about that, and I remember somebody coming to me later and saying, one of the, the people on our team, and saying, you know, I didn't know that that was such a widespread problem. Mm-hmm. So do you, I mean, you think that's that's normal? Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. yes, I, I think um, maybe less so now because awareness has, has grown so much. Um, but I have been sort of, involved I guess in the like I, I learned about human trafficking when I was in college probably in 2014 um, was probably the year that I learned about it it was in a class and my mentor my college mentor was teaching the class um, and we did that whole semester did a big long social media awareness project about the issue um, so I got to learn a lot about it because it was part of my classwork um, which was very cool um, but you know the the first step of of these of learning about these issues is just the awareness piece. And once people become aware, that's when, you know, you can start taking action. Um, and I think action for most people in that issue looks like prayer and it looks like donating um, to organizations that are doing the work. It looks like working for those organizations. You know, there's lots of um, opportunities there, but it is one of those things. It's such a hidden issue because it's so... Um, so wide, so ubiquitous. I mean, um, you know, studies with good data say there could be as many as 40 million slaves in the world, um, which is more than has ever been in human history. Yeah. Um, and so that is um, just wrong. And, um, you know, it has held my heart for a long time because I just think about, um, like, spiritually, it's so, like, um, you know, we're all slaves to sin and that and the freedom that we have in Jesus is so uh, life changing and like our lives are rad- can be like radically different when we know Jesus. And it's a very it's the same picture just in real life, people actually being physically enslaved and the freedom that comes with, um, mm. you know, being set free and being rescued. Um, that is just a really beautiful picture of. Um, our spiritual depravity and the grace and the joy that comes with Jesus um, and his, his sacrifice for us. And so I think that's why it has held my heart for so long. And um, I just generally have a passion for women and children and particularly who are marginalized. And those are the, you know, the main groups, although definitely men are, are enslaved as well. And so, um, yeah, that's just an issue that I, Mm -hmm. And seeing more and more people come to learn about, which is super encouraging, because I think once you know about it, you can't not know, you know, know. Um, it's hard to ignore. Uh, And so more can be done when more people know. Uh uh And and it's it's great that you pulled out uh, the the great theological lessons that we can learn from that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Man, I appreciate that so much. Just the freedom that we have in Christ and, you know, how he he. 
theologically, you know, he he doesn't long for us to be in bondage right. and to be in, in chains uh, of, of sin. And so uh, it's great that you pulled that out of that. Um, and I, and I'm, I, I believe, as I'm sure you believe, um, that prayer is really far-reaching when it comes to something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yes. Even the prayers that we prayed, I don't know how long ago that was, two, three, four years ago, even the mm-hmm. prayers that we prayed are not being ignored by God, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still having long-reaching effects um, on on people and then on the lives of people. And so he's still working through those prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you think that prayer in community is so palpable, is so powerful? Yeah, Um been trying to think about that um just because I knew we were talking about praying in community and something I thought about um was that prayer is just so vulnerable um when it's you know it doesn't have to be but like real prayer like the point of prayer is is to be with God is to connect with God and the things we pray about are sort of secondary and they're still very important but like that I think that the key point of prayer is to be with God and to have relationship with him and intimacy with him. And so when we pray with other people, um, we're to be honest in our prayer, we must be vulnerable. And so um, we are vulnerable with each other. And and that just, there's a, a power of being vulnerable with our community because we are, we know each other better. We are made better because we just, there's an intimacy of relationship that just, bring so much joy and life and richness to our lives. Um, yeah. And so I think like, you know, person to person, it's really important and palpable because it's just this really unique experience that I haven't felt in any other like spiritual context. Um, it's different from a small group. It's different from um, corporate worship, things like that, which are all uh-huh. have their own things. So I think that's a piece of it. Um, but also like Jesus said in Matthew 18 he said um you know if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for it it will be done for them by my father where two or three gather in my name there am I with them and so there's also this so there's this intimacy with Jesus and like with the spirit and with the father because they're with us as we pray together in community and like Jesus specifically pointed to that power that is different and from praying individually it's like that power of corporate prayer there's something really mysterious and um life-changing that comes when we come together and I don't know what the mystery is but I know that there is one and you know we feel it as we're there and it's just really cool because that point that mystery points us um to God and to um just to glorify him and and worship him with Mm. that mystery Um, yeah yeah. Uh, do you remember Kristen Schroeder? Yes. Okay, so I interviewed her for the show. Um, and we're talking about uh, the fact that, you know, as, as a ministry leader, um, you know, you're always concerned about the numbers, even though you shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Um, mm-hmm. And so you mentioned uh, praying in a small group, and we definitely had a small group, you know, <laughs> uh, gave new meaning to the to the word small group but um Mm -hmm. but i think that there was something i think there was something very palpable in that you Mm -hmm. know 
praying in a small group, two or three, and we were two or three uh, mm-hmm. on some, some occasions. Yeah. Um, but but that, I think that made it more powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I and just looking back, um, I was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. You yeah. know, we could have had like 25, 30 people packed in that room. And, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it, we would have done, prayed some, some prayers and it would have been great. But I mean, just, you know, praying in a small group is even more, uh, more powerful. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you have, um, any, any memories, um, of, uh, I mean, you know, something that we prayed about and, um, God hearing those prayers or answering those prayers. Do you have any any specific memories of that during your time on the prayer team? I do. Um, I feel like a lot of the times when we prayed, I wouldn't know how things would turn out. And that was fine. You know, it's like, I know that what we're praying for matters and I won't see the bloom from a seed that I planted. But I do remember um, this one Sunday, somebody prayed, and I I don't remember who it was, but they were specifically praying over our worship service that morning. Um, and they asked the Lord that like, if the spirit called the worship leaders to spontaneously um, worship, doing something out of their set list, you know, out of their plan, that the spirit would equip them and that they, that spirit would just move um, in our sanctuary if that was his will. Um, and, we didn't have a whole lot. I mean, there were definitely times of like spontaneous worship, but it wasn't like an every week thing. And um, it was not, you know, generally they set to plan and it was incredible always. Um, but that Sunday, we, I think we probably, that was closer to the end of our prayer time. And then we went to worship right after that. And during worship, like the worship leaders had spontaneous worship and said like, you know, I just really feel like the spirit's calling us to move and like, we're going to sing this or whatever. And it was really powerful. Um, and it just was really, I was just so excited um, uh, and just blown away. I was like, God, like you just did this. And like, it was just so encouraging yeah, to see yeah. a prayer answered. And it was, I mean, probably in the the scheme of things, maybe it was a small prayer, but like seeing the Holy Spirit move and just say, yes, I want to do that. Like, we're going to do that. And like that, was just really encouraging and Mm um it's hard to like express the emotions that I felt because like it just I don't know there's something about it that Holy Spirit just really used um, for me personally and um I I we talked about it the next week and we're just like yeah I remember that like that was so cool like it it gave our group I think renewed energy of like yeah God is working and he is saying yes um and so that is that was just really cool yeah i i remember that time and um the the thing that that the takeaway that i had from that was if we asked god for something he said that he would he would you know we would receive it Mm -hmm. and that's such a small little verse tucked away in the new testament (laughs) but um it's true and all we have to do is get on our knees and ask um, and, mm-hmm. and so I, I remember that, you know, and thinking, wow, that, that is just, that is just so powerful. That's so powerful. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Megan, this interview has been such a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it, it's kind of interesting. I never know what's going to happen when I come in the studio because uh, people ask mm-hmm. me all the time, you know, 
you know, what, where do these questions come from? You know, <laughs> and I, I have a general idea and I will, I will tell our podcast listeners this. I have a general idea of the way I want the interview to flow. But when I come in the studio, what happens is, I mean, the Holy Spirit just guides my, my thoughts and guides mm-hmm. the questions that I want to ask. And I, I never suggest, if I interview somebody, I never suggest that they listen to somebody else's interview, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, that, that could cloud their minds during the interview, but I, I want it to be fresh. And, um, and so, and I was like, you know, person A's interview may not be like person B's interview. You know, I may ask totally different questions. I may go in a totally different direction. So I, I don't stop them from listening to the other interviews, but, you know, I, I think it, it's a wise thing for them not to. So anyway, uh, but, yeah, I just want to thank you for being here on Daily Rhythms. You've been such a blessing on the prayer team and such a blessing today. Uh, and it was awesome just getting caught up with you, uh, catching up with you, talking mm-hmm. about prayer team stuff and, and just going down memory lane, you know, and uh, – uh, glad I could grab your arm and you know we could walk down memory lane together. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, well, Megan, we we are going through, as I'm sure I'm sure you know, a very difficult um, time in our culture right now. Just so mm-hmm. many things: pandemic and racial unrest and all the arguments on social media and that sort of thing. So. Uh, I know I didn't prepare you for this, but would you close us out in prayer and just pray that God would, who is the way maker, by the way, that he would just mm-hmm. do a miraculous work in our culture right now? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Um, Lord God, we thank you for your kindness to us and that we know you. God, to know you and to be with you is... Um, that is heaven on earth and that is the heaven that we will be in um, Mm. when we come to see you face to face, God. So we thank you that your presence with us is um, where you're always with us, God. We may be far from you, but you are not far from us. Um, Lord, we ask God that you would bring um, peace into the multiple um, issues in our culture, the, the disasters, the tragedies, um, Lord, the um, pain that people are feeling, the anger people are feeling, God, um, I think a lot of people feel scared um, about what is happening, Lord, and um, there are lots of things that we could be afraid of, God, but God, we thank you that when we turn our eyes from um, the things of this world and the things that worry us and we turn them up to you, God, that um, those things come into context, God, and that Um, you know, the things that we worry about most are probably not a big deal because you are in control, God. Um, And we know that uh, the way that you work sometimes isn't the way that we want you to work. But ultimately, God, we thank you that what we want doesn't matter. And as long as we are loving you, God, like, God, you are working powerfully. Um, Lord, and we ask and we trust you that you are working, God, and we look to you. We thank you for the opportunity to turn our eyes from um, ourselves and from our fears and turn our eyes to you, God. We thank you for who you are, God, and we ask um, humbly, Lord, that you would bring peace to our culture and peace to our world. 
um, where there is pain and suffering, God, we ask that you would lift it and that you would bring your joy and bring your peace and bring um, righteousness and goodness and truth and justice, God. Um, we know that you delight to do these things. Um, so we ask that you would um, you would act according to your character. Um, God, we know that you are good and we thank you um, for all that you are and that we have the privilege of knowing you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Megan. Ah, that was that was that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, thanks for tuning in today, um, everybody, and uh, stay tuned for our next guest, uh, who will be talking about um, their experiences uh, praying in community. God's blessings to you all, and as always, uh, please remember to like, follow, and share. Uh, don't touch that pause button because another guest is coming right up. See you then.